this is Alana, and you're listening to the Never Not Knitting Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 99 of the Never Not Knitting Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'd like to start off today's show by announcing the winner of the episode 98 drawing giveaway. Everyone who left a comment on my blog under the show notes was entered to win a lovely skein of silver spun yarn from the Feel Good Yarn Company. I randomly chose between the comments left, and I'm happy to say that the winner is Pam, or Pammy Sue C. on Ravelry. Congratulations, Pam. I'll be in touch with you shortly to get your shipping information and to get your prize mailed out to you right away. For those of you listening who did not win this time, don't despair. You can enter to win another beautiful skein of yarn that I'll be talking about later on in this episode, so stay tuned. So today I'm sitting here in front of my microphone with a broken leg. Yes, you heard me correctly. I was hiking over the weekend, I fell and I broke my leg, and my poor husband had to carry me down the mountain. Yeah, that happened. It was all quite dramatic and humiliating. So, I will be kind of stuck for a while with a cast on my leg and crutches, which should be interesting. I've never broken a bone before, so this is all a very new and terrible experience for me. Fortunately, the upper half of my body is just fine, so I am still able to knit and podcast and answer emails and do all other sedentary activities. And I have awesome family members and employees to help me do the rest. Thank goodness for that. I'm a very busy person normally, so this is a huge adjustment for me. I'm just thankful I didn't break my hand, because if I wasn't able to knit during this time, that would be just terrible. So since the last time you heard from me, I've completed a very large stripey project on a bulky weight yarn. Now I have been keeping this project a secret for months, but then finally recently revealed what it was. It's a sweater for the tree outside my shop. Now my tree has this fun, colorful, stripy knitted trunk. The way I did it is I knit a long piece of fabric that kind of looks like a scarf, and I worked the stripes completely randomly. There was no rhyme or reason to them. Some I made bigger, some I made skinnier. It was just random and fun. I knit the scarf to the appropriate length of my tree, and then I stitched it onto the tree with the mattress stitch, so you really can't see a seam. I love it. It is so cute, and it makes me so happy every time I look outside. I was even more excited about it before I posted a picture on Instagram because as soon as I did that, I was informed that covering a trunk of a tree can actually harm the tree, which I really was not aware of at all. So because now I know that, I plan on leaving up the tree sweater temporarily. And when I do remove it, I will put on some buttons or some Velcro so I can easily put it up for a special event and then take it down again so that no trees are harmed in the process. I, I just can't tell you how much I love that tree sweater. I love looking out my window and seeing that tree all dressed up 
and I'm getting a kick out of watching passersby and seeing their reaction to it. There is a lot of double takes. Now the most common question I've gotten about the tree sweater is, did you um sit there and knit around the tree? And I think that question is kind of hilarious because I couldn't imagine how hard and uncomfortable that would be, right? I can just imagine myself out there with these circular needles wrapped around the tree with me standing out there in the summer heat slowly rotating around the tree as I knit. No thank you. So that big old stripy tree sweater has been my biggest knitting accomplishment the past month. I have not yet picked up my unfinished saffron cardigan, but I would definitely like to get going on that soon since fall is approaching and I'd really like my son to wear it this season. I have, however, been also planning out a new shawl design. I'm thinking about another mystery knit along. The last one was so much fun and there's people still messaging me about it. They're still knitting the shawl and following the clues. So I think that's a really good sign. And the first one, in my opinion, was a really good success. So I'd like to try it again. So I'm definitely working on that. With so much downtime now with this stupid leg situation, I really kind of think I'm going to be able to power through both projects this month. We shall see how it all works out. So as a reminder, the Slow County Fall Open House is coming up on September 10th. You may remember me mentioning that in the last episode. So if you live in California, or even if you don't, you should come visit us. Never Not Knitting will be transforming our little shop the Friday before the big event and filling it with lots of new fall products, including a new Becoming Art display. Now, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know about Becoming Art. You know that it's one of my all-time favorite yarn lines, and I've shared a booth with Lisa, the dyer of Becoming Art, for five years straight at Stitches West. Her yarns are gorgeous and special, and I can't wait to show them off in my store. We'll also be hosting lots of sales that day in the store, and we'll have refreshments. So please stop by if you can. All of our local yarn shops are doing something special that day, so it's a great day to do some yarn shopping and to explore the central coast of California. Plus, you'll get to see my yarn tree, and that's worth a trip right there, don't you think? And also, I'll be there hobbling around on my crutches, so you won't want to miss that. Also, I wanted to let you know that we're going to start shipping our Woodland Care Packages next Monday, September 5th. So I'll be closing orders for the Care Package on Sunday the 4th. There are still some left in the online shop, so be sure to pick one up before it's too late. This kit is so very cute, and I'm so excited to get them shipped out. If you're the type of person who doesn't like surprises and really wants to know what you're getting before you buy something? I understand. I did post a little spoiler on my Facebook page that shows the contents of the kit. So I'll link to that in the show notes if you're curious about what's in it. Now, if there happens to be any kits left over after I close the orders, I will have them available at our open house for purchase on September 10th. So purchase one in person and then you won't even have to pay the shipping. (music) 
So recently, I was sent a gorgeous skein of hand-dyed yarn from the Black Wolf Fiber Company. Now, I've never heard of this yarn or this company before, but as soon as I set my eyes on the skein, I fell in love. This skein is 300 yards of 100% alpaca sport weight yarn in the colorway called Delectable. And it really is delectable, let me tell you. I personally love the way this skein is dyed. It's a pretty dusky tonal violet color, but it has a lot of depth to it and a beautiful halo from the alpaca. It's a very special skein. It would make the most beautiful cowl or small lacy shawl. The other thing I appreciated about this yarn is its story. It's produced in small batches with a lot of love. Now, you know that I always love a yarn with a good story. And this time around, I invited the Black Wolf Fiber Company to share the story of their yarn and where it comes from on the podcast. Black Wolf Ranch and Fiber is nestled between the National Bison Range and the Mission Mountains on the Flathead Indian Reservation in Montana and proudly has built a reputation on a commitment to animals and fiber first, then product. The ranch was purchased in 2004 after owner Wendy Tyler fell in love with Montana. She always wanted animals and her husband was the one who discovered the alpacas. They soon had their first four, then added another three. Now they have 227 alpacas selectively bred to guarantee luxurious quality yarns. It's hard work, but every day Wendy enjoys going to the barn and hearing the alpacas hum content with their life and kisses from Crystal, one of the ranch's friendliest females, always starting the day off right. Each alpaca is a member of Wendy's family, some with more witty, stubborn, and lovable personalities. Susie is a sweetheart and recently had a baby, or a Kriya as they're called. Iris is feisty and likes to strut around the ranch like she owns the place. Maple has some of the most beautiful fleece and also has a Kriya named Horatio. Her fleece is thick and soft, which makes for truly unique yarn skeins for knitters of all skill levels to enjoy. Each year, Black Wolf Ranch and Fiber makes more than a thousand pounds of fiber, which is then turned into about 3,800 skeins of yarn that is sold at trade shows, online, and at the on-site shop. Wendy's attention to detail in pasturing, breeding, shearing, fiber processing, hand-knit products, ranch store design, and genuine hospitality has set Black Wolf Ranch apart as a destination to visit for an interactive experience and providing luxury yarn skeins with an amazing story. Black Wolf Ranch and Fiber prides itself on being a front-runner in the ranch-to-knitting movement. Similarly to farm-to-table movement, ranch-to-knitting or ranch-to-needles is growing in popularity among crafters, makers, crocheters, and knitters alike. People nationwide are searching for high-quality materials, and Black Wolf Ranch and Fiber specializes in preserving the value and integrity of alpacas in their fleece to provide customers with a sustainable, high-quality, one-of-a-kind product. Nothing is mass-produced, making each batch of yarn unique and highly desirable. But what truly sets Black Wolf Ranch and Fiber apart is their dedication to preserving the value and integrity of alpacas with a deep commitment to the fiber industry and the alpaca breed. The ranch breeds for quality fiber, 
confirmation, and character, and works hard to promote the alpaca lifestyle in making all products in-house. Wendy personally loves all fiber arts, including knitting, crocheting, and weaving, but only every now and then has time to relax and enjoy making something with her hands. Her main focus is running the ranch and providing a comfortable living environment for her alpacas. Hearing the testimonials from knitters who appreciate knowing where their yarn comes from and appreciate the ranch's goal of being sustainable and having a local craft makes it all worthwhile. So if you're interested in checking out this pretty yarn, you can find Black Wolf Ranch Company online at blackwolfranch.com. And if you'd like to win this pretty little skein of their distinctly alpaca yarn in the delectable colorway, please leave a comment on my blog under the show notes for episode 99 by September 15th. I'll be announcing the winner in the following episode. This episode's knitting story segment was contributed by the mother-daughter team, Jasmine and Gigi, of the very popular Knit More Girls podcast. Join in and listen to them talk about not talking about knitting. I wanted to talk to you a little bit this week about how we don't talk about our knitting. Because, well, we should remind of it, right? Yes. Let's start at the beginning. It's a very good place to start. If you haven't listened to our podcast before, uh, you may not know that... I have a house and I bought a house across, I have a house that I bought across the street from my parents and we're very close, right? Literally. Physically, emotionally, proximally. Yes. Generally very close. So when we decided to start podcasting in 2008, Mm -hmm. we realized that if we talked about our knitting during the week and then we sat down to record... Have you ever tried to have the same conversation twice? Yeah, we've uh, early in our recording career, we would lose our our audio. Our audio. Oh, that's right. And we'd try to record the same content again, once or twice or thrice, and it felt stale. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, we're totally repeaters. We love to tell the same story over and over again. Everybody in our family does. And Admittedly, it's They're good charming. Stories. Yeah, exactly. But when you're talking about literally the same thing that you talked about two days ago, it's not so cool. That you talked about half an hour ago yeah. and an hour and a half ago. Precisely. Not so much. So it tastes like two day old popcorn. Ugh. Exactly. Oh. So we had to institute a rule. A rule. And the first rule of Knit Club is... Knitting Podcast Club. Knitting Podcast Club is you don't talk about knitting. So normally you would not think this would be too challenging to only discuss your knitting for an hour, hour and a half, depending on how long it takes us to record, per week. But when you spend almost all of your time together and you're sitting in the same room working on your knitting or your spinning or your sewing, it makes it a bit challenging to discuss... To not discuss. And especially when we get something we're excited about reviewing or we're excited about doing, mm-hmm. we will get things in the mail and we'll, we'll get all excited and, and mom will say, oh, oh, what? And I'll say, uh, oh, I'm, oh, mm, mm. can't we'll talk, talk about, about it on it. Wednesday. 
So it makes it a little hard. It is. So because how... we are so enthusiastic and we always like to share what's good. Definitely. So we basically can talk to everyone but each other about our knitting and what yes. we're excited about, mm-hmm. which is less charming to the non-knitters, I will admit. But, it, you know, it's one of those things where this is what we do together. We do the podcast together, uh, along with, you know, pretty much everything else. And we can't work on project projects together because of gauge differences and territoriality problems and, you know? Yep. It's just crazy making. And now you've started doing your own uh, button bands and zippers and whatnot. And that was something we used to do together. Oh, that's true. That is... That... Yeah. I I totally forgot about that part. How you used to do those for me. Mm-hmm. I miss those days. <laughs> okay. But that's, I think, the benefit of having a mom who is... I don't want to say crafty because, again, you say crafty and it makes me want to twirl my mustache. And break out the glue gun. Twirl the glue gun. You know, there's a place for glue gun. Yeah. But not with your knitting. Not with the knitting. But having a mom who does fine handwork kind of spoils you. Because for a long time, I may or may not have not picked up my own dropped stitches. Or I still don't always rip out my own stuff. But that's because there are people in my household who delight in ripping out knitting. And I figure if it brings you joy, why not? That's not me. No, that's Andrew and Genevieve, which is great. It's good to have those people around. Absolutely. And now that we've gone more multi-generational, Genevieve mm-hmm. likes to help wind yarn, which yes, she is does. charming, if a bit fraught. Genevieve is my four-and-a-half-year-old daughter. And someday, maybe, she'll turn around and say, I'm sorry, Mom, we can't talk about our knitting. We have to save that for the podcast. But until then, this is Jasmine. And Gigi. Telling you to knit more. Thank you so much, Jasmine and Gigi, for being a part of the podcast. If you listening would like to hear more from the Knit More Girls, you can find their podcast on iTunes, and I'll also put a link to their website in the show notes for you. So as you know, this is episode 99. That means the next episode of Never Not Knitting is episode 100 which is kind of a big deal, right? I started this podcast way back in 2008, and 100 episodes represents a lot to me. It represents a lot of hard work, late nights, time, but also a lot of joy and exciting opportunities. Hosting my own podcast has certainly been a very fun adventure for me, and I'm so thankful to all of you who have listened throughout the years and supported me from the beginning. So I thought it would be nice to do something a little bit different and special for episode 100. So if you're interested in contributing to the podcast, I invite you to please send me a little mini story. Tell me about yourself. How did you learn to knit? What does knitting mean to you? If you want, you could tell me your worst knitting horror story. That's always a fun topic. Or... You could even just tell me what your favorite podcast episode was. Basically, I would just like to hear from you. Now, the most common question I get when people want to submit a story is that they're very concerned that they don't have recording equipment. Well, you really don't need any anymore. If you have a smartphone, 
you have the recording equipment that you need. Now, um, I know for an iPhone, there's a little app, and I believe it's called Record or Recorder. And all you do is just open that up, click the button, um, record your voice, and then you can email me directly from the app. So it's super simple and easy, and the sound quality is great. So if you'd like to send in a little something, I'd really love to hear from you. And it'll only take a few minutes of your time, and I think it'll make episode 100 even more fun. I'll be picking my favorites among the submissions that are sent in, and you never know. You might just hear yourself on the next episode. I'd really like to celebrate episode 100 with all of you listeners. So please email me your story submissions. Now again, my email is nevernotknitting at gmail.com. And if you could, please put episode 100 in the subject line for me. And send me your story submissions by September 15th, if you could. I really look forward to hearing from you. Well, everyone, that pretty much sums up all that I wanted to share with you for episode 99. So I hope you enjoyed listening, and please join me again for a very special episode next time, episode 100, which will be airing at the end of September. As a reminder, the show notes for this episode can be found on my blog at nevernotknitting.com. You can also find me over on Ravelry under Never Not Knitting. And of course, as I mentioned before, you can email me at nevernotknitting at gmail.com. Until next time. She won't even do the dishes. The house plants, they're all dead. Yeah, her needles are a-clickin' From morning until she goes to bed She won't take the time to brush her teeth Let's not even talk about her hair If it isn't about knitting She just doesn't really care She's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. Pop ramen again. She just won't stop the stitching, and the neighbors say it really is quite sad. I don't know about her. She used to be such a sweet girl, but now she doesn't knit. Nobody has clean laundry. No pants. No shirts. No underwear. But they have closets full of sweaters And more socks than they could ever wear There's yarn in the fridge In the cupboards, the bathtub and pantry It's even in the washer and dryer That's why she can't do any laundry I need some clothes She's never not knitting, and it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. I'm filing for divorce. She just won't stop her stitching, and the neighbors say it's really getting bad. She's taking pictures of socks again. Oh, poor girl. 
the house is burning up in flames. Oh, 911. Her husband says, Get up, let's go. But she can't set down her project. She says, Just let me finish up this row. She's never not knitting. And it's making her husband mad. Her husband mad. She just won't stop her stitching. And, well, she's losing all she had.